0: Hello, this is Roger Shouse, and this is Jumpstart Rewind. This is part of our Heaven Bound podcast family. This month, we're looking at jumpstarts written from the book of Job. Job 40, verse 2, will the fault finder contend with the Almighty? Let him who reproves God answer it. Our verse today is spoken by God. He directs these words towards Job. Job had gotten fussy with God about how things were turning out in his life. Suffering was the name of the street that Job seemed to be living on. Financially, physically, emotionally, socially, and spiritually, Job was taking hits. The friends that showed up to help him only hurt him. The discussion quickly turned ugly, nasty, and name-calling. For 37 chapters, the longest dialogue of conversations without any divine input, Job and his friends go round and round like two boxers in a title fight. Finally, God speaks. He speaks only to Job. He doesn't toss Job softballs. What's at stake is the position, the authority, and the right of God. God had to let Job know that he was God. God was not like one of Job's friends. One cannot talk to God like we talk to one another. Rather than telling Job why suffering happens, the Lord asked Job a series of questions about nature and animals. Over and over, the Lord asks, can you do this? Or were you there when this happened? Or is it by your command these things have taken place? There's no need to reply. Job knew, and we know. We know we weren't there, and we even if we were there, we couldn't do those things if we tried. We don't understand how nature operates. So many questions, 60 at least, are found at the end of the book of Job. And these were not likely the big questions that could have been asked, questions like when does a person's life need to end, or why do you bless the wicked and the righteous, how much grace should be extended, when is the time to send Jesus. Our verse today is like the halftime among all those questions. More questions will follow. But here God was saying, why are you putting me on trial? The fault finder is the one who finds fault. He is the one who accuses, blames, and points fingers at the guilty. God was contending that Job was doing that. The truth is, many do that. They find fault, not so much with God, but with everyone else. They make it their life's work to be negative and to find what is wrong. Some do this with the Sunday worship. If something isn't right, the fault finder will see it, and he'll let others know all about it. The services didn't start on time. He saw that. The song leader led the same songs as we sang last week. The man who led the prayer didn't say something right. The preacher really bombed. If there's a typo in the bulletin, the fault finder's on it. Forget what the rest of the article says. He'll zero in only on the mistakes that he found. Others focus on the attention of their family. It seems every family has at least one fault finder. At mealtime, the fault finder's looking and looking for something not right. The potatoes were too salty. The meat was not warm enough. Too much ice in the the cups. The fault-finding parent is always on the kids. They're never doing things just right. They sleep too late in the mornings, and their rooms are never picked up to the satisfaction of the fault-finding parent. Watching too much TV, not hanging their clothes upright, this and that and that and this, and the child feels like a complete failure." Every day, it's something else that the fault finder has found. Grades aren't high enough. Homework isn't done quick enough. Poor child. What the child needs is some praise and compliments, but that won't happen with fault finders around. They don't know how to compliment. They can't even see anything that's right. Everything is wrong, and they'll tell you all about it. Sometimes the fault finder is one of our friends. You go out to eat with a fault finder, and it's a disaster. Had to wait too long. The prices are too high. The food is sent back because it's just not right. And when it comes time to the tip, it is embarrassing what the fault finder gives. You go to a ball game and the fault finder is in rare form. It's that way at a movie. Even when you have the fault finder in your home, your decor is not right. Your dog is too loud. The temperature isn't right. Complain, complain, and complain. This isn't right. You aren't right. Nothing is right. That's the fault finder. Now some thoughts for us. First, if you find yourself being a fault finder, simply stop it. Rather than being helpful, you're making matters worse. There are skirmishes and battles and the war. The war spiritually must be won. Some little things will be overlooked because of the big picture, and that's what truly is important. Realize that people feel uncomfortable around a fault finder. It's tense. It's hard to have a great relationship with a fault finder. Not everyone is going to do things the way you do them. Even your grown children may do things differently. As long as it's not going to keep them out of heaven, keep your thoughts and your words to yourself. Don't give advice unless it's asked for. Second, if the fault finder will look in the mirror as much as he has his radar gun pointed at others, he'd likely be more quiet. The fault finder has his own faults, but he doesn't see them because he's zeroed in on your faults. Whatever you're doing wrong is so much worse than what he is doing. Thirdly, try to be part of the solution rather than the warning siren of what's wrong. In my area, especially in the spring, there are tornado sirens. They blast a loud noise, and those who hear it need to take cover. Now, the siren doesn't open the doors for you. It doesn't tell you how to be safe. It's just telling you that trouble is nearby that's all the fault finder will do. The services were terrible, he declares, but not for a moment will he consider making things better. That's not his job, he proclaims, but being helpful, being part of the solution, being a team team member is one of the best ways to end that judgmental fault finding spirit in us. Here am I, send me, is what the prophet pronounced. Fourth, encouragement builds, fault finding tears down. Encouragement brings smiles, fault finding makes frowns. Be helpful or be hurtful. Or be a blessing or be a curse. That's the choice before us. After a while, people are still clear of a fault finder, and they don't want to talk to a fault finder. If they do, the fault finder will be correcting them about something. So the fault finder is often the unwelcome guest, like the mosquito buzzing around the house. He's there, but no one wants him there. And that's the way it is with a fault finder. He's there, but no one wants him to be there. Rather than finding fault, let's try to find grace. Let's try to be a help and a blessing. Let's change our ways and our thinking and get rid of the fault finding within our hearts. Job had to learn some things, and so can we. Thank you so much for listening.